Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. There are calls for Boris Johnson to apologise and retract his comments after an accusation he made in the Commons about Keir Starmer was later repeated by protesters who mobbed the Labour leader in the street. That footage from Connor Noon shows the moment Sakir was helped into the back of a police car to get away from the mob, who were calling him a traitor, and accusing him of protecting Jimmy Savile from prosecution. It follows a discredited claim made by the Prime Minister in the House of Commons last week that he failed to prosecute Jimmy Savile. Some Tory MPs have now called on the PM to apologise, including Tobias Elwood, who tweeted, Let's stop this drift towards a Trumpian style of politics from becoming the norm. And the sister of Joe Cox, Kim Ledbetter, tweeted, Words have consequences, leaders have a duty to behave responsibly, and politics is not a game. So, is the UK moving towards a so-called Trumpian style of politics? And has politics become a game? Here to dissect the story is the Evening Standard's political editor, Nicola Cecil, speaking from our Westminster office. So first of all, Nick, there is a lot of pressure on Boris to apologise, even from some of his own MPs. What do you make of it all? And do you think he will retract his comments? No, certainly at the moment, there's no indication from Downing Street that he's going to apologise or withdraw his comments. If anything, it's the opposite, that number 10 are, are doubling down on it. So what they're trying to argue is that Sakir was head of the Crown Prosecution Service when it failed to prosecute Jimmy Savile and therefore is responsible in some way, given that he was head of the CPS. Boris has clarified his initial comment by saying he's not accusing Sakir of personally having made decisions on this case. But even so, the Prime Minister is under growing pressure to make a proper apology, but is shown no sign of doing so. And I understand the Speaker has rebuked the PM today as well. These sorts of comments only inflame opinions and generate disregard for the House, and it is not acceptable. Our words have consequences, and we should always be mindful of that fact. Yes, this happened shortly before lunchtime today. He said that while the Prime Minister's words on Jimmy Savile were not, in parliamentary terms, disorderly, they were still inappropriate. And he stressed to all MPs, our words have consequences and we should always be mindful of that. The Speaker, Sir Lindsay Hoyle, also revealed that he'd asked Scotland Yard for a report on how 
Sir Keir was able to be targeted by this mob of protesters and he was stressing that MPs must be able to leave and arrive at Parliament safely. Now, Boris has been accused by some of engaging in what they're calling Trumpian politics, obviously a throw to Donald Trump's actions while he was president in the US. Is this where politics in the UK is going now? There was a shift toward these cultural divide, which happened quite significantly about a a year or so ago. This was led by a number of members of the government. Since then, they seem to ease off on that tactic after they were hit by quite a significant backlash. But certainly, this strategy to bring up Jimmy Savile and make these allegations about Keir Starmer has shifted the spotlight to some extent away from the Partygate scandal. This is the series of parties in Number 10 and other parts of Whitehall, some of them booze-fuelled when the rest of the country was in lockdown or under other COVID restrictions. So um, if, if you're in Number 10, you look at the media, people are talking less about parties in Number 10 and more about Jimmy Savile and Sir Keir Starmer. So the focus has shifted. So for the Prime Minister, that might give him a bit of easing of the pressure on him. But even said that, it leaves the Prime Minister in another difficult political situation, given that this row seems to be growing and growing. We've had an intervention today from the Archbishop of Canterbury himself, and he's been stressing that in politics there must be a culture where we can learn to disagree well. I, yes, have a civilised, courteous debate, but without throwing abusive and sometimes unsubstantiated allegations at each other. And you said that the focus has gone away from Partygate because it's now on what's happened with Keir Starmer. Do you think that was an intentional move from Boris? I think it was a tactic to try and bring controversy surrounding Sir Keir into the debate that was going on about the Partygate row. And essentially... The argument from people inside Downing Street would be that the Prime Minister, while there may have been parties going on and therefore he's responsible because he's the head of the government, they would argue that while Sir Keir Starmer didn't necessarily make any decisions on the Savile case, he was head of the CPS as Director of Public Prosecutions and and therefore has some responsibility to, to that extent. And it's another week with Boris's behaviour in the news. It doesn't feel like there's going to be an end to this kind of coverage, does it? Well, certainly the Prime Minister is is trying very hard now to reset his government. He's had an overhaul of his number 10 team, his operation. He's brought in a new communications chief, a new head of his policy unit. And as we speak, he is carrying out a mini reshuffle, which will see some ministers at these shift jobs. There's lots of speculation that the chief whip will be moved, but that's yet to be confirmed. So the Prime Minister is trying to, to move on from the Partygate scandal, but we're still waiting for the report by the senior civil servant Sue Gray into all the allegations. And also the Metropolitan Police are due to issue fines to people found to breach the law by going to these parties. So while there's a bit of a lull in the Partygate storm at the moment, the two key reports or two key events are still to come, which is the Scotland Yard findings and, and the fines issue and, and the, the full report by Sue Gray. 
And obviously the, the Partygate scandal has led to a few MPs either, you know, sending in a vote of no confidence or outwardly expressing their lack of confidence in the PM. This incident is another example of some Tory MPs outwardly criticising Boris Johnson's actions. We talk about this growing pressure on the PM at the moment. Do you think this could push more Conservative MPs away from supporting him? Certainly at the moment, a lot of the voices criticising the Prime Minister are people who have previously criticised him and some who have called for him to resign already. So we're not hearing many new voices. Uh, There are a few. For example, the former Northern Ireland Secretary Julian Smith, he came out very strongly on the the Jimmy Savile slur on Sir Keir Starmer. I I think a number of Tory MPs uh, just desperately want to get back to sound and sensible government. And this is yet another controversy. So this is the Prime Minister yet again making remarks which are causing a row. And I think for some Tory MPs, they'll think it's just more the same and may nudge them towards putting in letters of um, no confidence in the PM. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and at standard.co.uk. That's The Leader. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.